Welcome to the Shoot or Pass podcast. We are back here to follow up on the 2021 NBA trade deadline. It is me, Chevy. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Baseline Chevy. And also make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Baseline Times. It has been a fire sale for the Orlando Magic, and I will get to that here at the top of the show, I promise. But I have to welcome in Heat Nation as well. They are excited. Robbie, Gabe, what's going on? How are you guys doing today? We ain't excited. Who said that? You're not excited? About what? Oh, man. Explain. I'm like on a wait and see thing. But guys, I mean, going going into today, I think we were all like, oh, this shit is going to be super underwhelming. But things happen. Things Mm -hmm. happen. And it came down to the wire. We had a couple of buzzer beaters. One, of course, being... Victor Oladipo coming to the Miami Heat. He finally got his wishes. I'll save my opinion for when it's time for me to share my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I know Gabe Gabe sounds like he's not excited. So, regardless of it, I thought we liked chaos, Gabe. What happened? We love chaos, chaos, and it happened. But what what chaos did you speak of? It was just a whole bunch of nothing happening. There was really nothing to get excited about. A whole lot. Well, yeah, I guess, you know, in your perspective, maybe, maybe so, maybe so. And I I had low expectations uh, for the heat anyway. I don't think they would do much, but yeah, we'll talk about it later. I think we have our teams have the biggest moves. Like I was telling you guys so far, looking at this Mm -hmm. list here, we'll definitely obviously talk about that. We'll give you guys our uh, studs and duds breakdown of the winners and losers of the trade deadline, but also a nice round of shooter pass here. But uh, the NBA moods, guys, we like to start with that here. Uh, Robbie, I guess you have to go first by default, Robbie, since Gabe wants to go last. Yeah. Yeah, because Gabe wants to see what we say first before jumping actually, in. I actually got one. I actually got one. I actually he got says one. it all the time. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, though, because looking back at all of the moves that happened today, I, we, we just talked about this before going live. We were like, a lot of this wasn't cra- too crazy, but we are just so starved for content and for shit to happen in the NBA this season because the season has been so weird that our group chat was lit today. And, you know, thinking about my NBA mood, um, I, I'm going to go with John Wall and Coach Silas hugging it out after the Houston Rockets finally snapped their losing streak and beat the Toronto Raptors earlier this week. I mean, I really feel for John Wall and Coach Silas. I they they walked into a shitstorm and after today's moves by the Houston Rockets are just squandering in that shitstorm. I mean, it really sucked. It's got to really suck to be Maybe not John Wall, because it looks like John Wall is getting bought out, but Coach Silas. I mean, what a fucking dumpster fire. Mm. Yeah, that was hard to watch. Like, that press conference and just... Tillman for Tita <laughs> sucks. He is just <laughs> that is a awful. Sell the fucking team, bro. It is a move. Yeah. That is a move. Yeah, and a half right there. That was sad, man. I like Usually, you know, you hear coaches say things, and it's just kind of cliche, but it's just... Man, <laughs> I yeah, I, I agree. That's a good mood. I I gotta go. I'll go into my mood. It's really a little bit more uh, blunt here, but I'm on the mood of Evan Fournier. Uh, he tweeted eight hours ago, probably a few hours after he you know learned he was traded. He said, "Hi, at Celtics fans. If you're not familiar with me, 
please Google my last name. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. uh, that's, that's my good. mood. That is my mood, man. And you know why he said that, right? You know why he yeah. said that, right? Because typically yeah, when good? you Google Fournier, uh, one of the first things that pops up is like some disease that I think affects <laughs> like your, your nether regions. Let me Google this yeah. shit right now. Yeah. Go ahead. You read it off to us. I will happily do so. Um, Fournier gangrene is an acute necrotic infection of the scrotum, penis, oh, or wow. perineum. It is characterized by scrotum pain and redness with rapid progression to gangrene and slow, slowing, sloughing of tissue. So there you, ha- there you have it, Boston Celtics fans. Ooh. That's what you're getting. That sounds disgusting. I, I don't want to know how you can acquire this such disease at all. I don't want to know. And I'm not going to go to Google Images either. Yeah, I'm good on that. Okay. Good thing you didn't say go to Google Images. Oh, my God. Not I'm that not I'm doing that right do that. now. I'm not. <laughs> you 100% are Google Imaging fucking I'm actually, Fournier. I'm, I'm looking at my script, first of all, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Well, if anyone's uh, brave out there, anyone listening that's brave out there, click the tab over to images um, and have fun. Enjoy. That that kind of kills my NBA mood, though. (laughs) But I feel like you should Google my name regardless. Yeah, just Google my (laughs) name, guys. You'll see a lot of things on there. A lot of good things. Nothing to do with what Robbie just mentioned. But uh, let's turn a game. All right. I got this. So my, my NBA mood is LeBron James. Surprising, right? So when he got not injured, right now, not right now. Okay, well, anyways, when he got injured, he was rolling around on the floor like Family Guy, right? <laughs> With the oh my god, uh, he's tired. I'm going to hell, I'm laughing at. I'm a man on vacation, right? I'm on vacation right now. I'm tired of my routine. I'm overwhelmed. I feel just like him. Like I need a break. So he's a break. Therefore, I'm LeBron James. That's whoa, okay. whoa, whoa, whoa! Is okay. this a conspiracy theory you're throwing out here, Gabe? Uh, he needs rest. He needs rest. He hasn't had that much LeBron time to like exaggerated a potential he injury. Around the floor, right? He did three rolls. LeBron to, to, to overdoing yeah. a flop. LeBron overdoing an injury. That's not to shocking. Get some rest time. He Load management king. LeBron James. <laughs> I am we were gonna shocked. get to this eventually because i will say i i'm i'm like 50 percent agreeing with gabe on that i'm right? like half oh a, I, I feel God. this is the part where the theatrics coming because now it's you know i hurt my ankle and am i hearing this right just, am i hearing this right? rest. three four rolls to the sideline like really just ah ah i mean really yeah come on Okay, well, that's what I look like after every CrossFit one that I do. So, valid, valid stuff. Like, I, I can't well, believe I'm game. the only one defending LeBron right now. Like, you should know this, Gabe. Like, we there's certain corny things that happen that LeBron does and overreacts that you just can't agree with sometimes. Oh, We're realists. Sure. We're realists. Yes. 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 I'm shocked you actually. Agree I mean, I still love LeBron, but it's still at the same time. I just, it's just such a clutch time right now Yo, to we gotta save it we gotta save it we gotta save it <laughs> to, to, uh, uh, 
Well, anyways, I, for me, I, I just wanted to start with, you know, the way that I feel about the fire sale here, because, you know, we'll talk about our studs and duds of the winners and losers. I don't think the Magic are winners or losers. They're just kind of in between right now. Um, I don't know where to start to talk about this, but Magic Twitter was hilarious. It was a frenzy. It was a good time today with a lot of people that I've followed for years and also some new people that I've learned and, and network with. It was cool. But the first thing, guys, <laughs> all week they shoved down our throats that Aaron Gordon would be traded. Evan Fournier was on the list, and Vucevic, it was super quiet. And the first trade that broke was Nikola Vucevic that sent Magic Twitter in hysteria. I mean, come on, guys. I didn't see it coming. It was so sneaky of a trade. Um, but yeah, the first player to be Nikola Vucevic, like your all-star player. And to the Bulls. And to the Bulls. Yeah, that, because the Bulls it, were... Where, where, they were in the, the conversation. Exactly. You know, you had heard here and there about Lori Markinen potentially being a trade piece, but they kind of came out of the blue and boom, 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 boom. I was like, exactly. damn! Exactly. I just think that, like, this this is, like, the last era of Magic players that, like, I had some emotional tie to. Because it was right after Dwight Howard. We, we got Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, he was here. Um, who else was it? Um, you know, um, Aaron Gordon, we drafted him. And then, uh, you know, we had guys in and out. But, like, all of a sudden, like, you just don't have them on your team anymore. Now, like, do I don't have, like, the same emotional attachments like Markel Fultz, uh, you know, Kiki, you know, Jonathan Isaac. I mean, that's the future. They're young players. I'm rooting for them, hands down. I just, as a grown man now, I was, like, in my early, like, 20s when these guys came around. And they're, now they're gone, right? So, I think, like, maybe, Gabe, you can tell me that emotional attachment. You, you know, you, do you have that with Bam? You know what I'm saying? Do you have that with Jimmy? It's kind of like, eh, they're just basketball players it's, now. Yeah, it sucks it's getting old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it sucks getting old, you know, but um, I'm still rooting for the, for the new guys. But yeah, man, the Vooch thing is, is crazy, man. How are you feeling mentally as a Magic fan? What is the state of the Magic fan right now? Are they happy? Are they depressed? What's, what's going <laughs> Yo, in your head? What's going on in it there? It should be for like me, indifferent. Yeah, it's, man, you know, I it, here's here's but guys I I told you and only you two were the first people to hear this and everybody else who listened to the podcast after that I was gonna watch more Bulls games because of Zach Levine Zach Levine last last week right, right. remember yeah. <laughs> the yeah. irony the irony of it all is wow now I definitely will watch Bulls games I definitely will so I have a, I have a great but yeah I like Vooch man Vooch was a great player and Gabe you know he was a fantasy gem man like oh yeah. That is the man. It's it's an indifferent stage, man. But I'm I'm looking forward to the future. Um, I think it was it was meant to be. Like you just, it's just something that just wasn't working. Like, why waste guys' primes? Why waste you know time? And and you yeah. know like a rebuild has to start. And, and the thing is, a lot of other teams are catching up on a rebuild. I want to compete the tank. And you see, like arguably, there could be top ten draft picks this year that are are maybe franchise changing if not maybe the top six players it's a really good draft this year coming up so get ahead of the curve and let's do it because you have other teams behind or excuse me ahead of you and you're kind of behind that so you know when you really got to have a fire sale boy <laughs> did the Orlando Magic do that today and it is my team but hey it's the only thing that I get to say about my team this year and get front front and center so that that's unfortunate there but the Bulls you know we'll talk about them here in a second but that's how I feel I mean Magic Twitter is funny, though. Shout out to those people. Everybody of them. And the, the one thing is for Bulls fans, man, I, I think that Bulls fans may not good. We'll talk about the Celtics. Uh, man, it's been 
It's been a long ride, though, man. It's been a long ride. The last of the uh, Rob Hennigan era is in Orlando. So they, mm-hmm. they, we have wiped our hands clean. There's a new future ahead. And I think there's two guys. It's Markel Fultz and Okiki. I think those are my two guys right now that I'll probably gravitate as being my favorite Magic players on the roster. So Woof. I noticed, I noticed how you said there's a future here. You didn't say bright future, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yet to come, man. That is, that is yet to come. Yet very, to come. very careful choice of wording there from the resident you gotta magic be. man. Yo, we have a lot. Of, from my understanding, we have listeners that are dedicated to this show. So I got We got to be. We're going to be. I don't want my head on a meme somewhere five years from now. What? You're being rational? That's not the point of this podcast. A realist. Be excited one week and having a meltdown the other. That's how we do it around here. Or throwing out wild takes like Gabe does. I throw out the wild takes, but Robbie, you're the one that's more temperamental. You're up one week, you're oh, down the next. That's exactly so, what. That's exactly what fine. I'm saying here is, you know, mm-hmm. I think we all need to be irrational. That's what we do as fans. Yeah. No, yeah. am I the she, only one? I think okay. you were last week. I think you were last week. I guess I'll see my way out. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how are you guys feeling? You guys okay? You know, South Florida has uh, an issue. You guys, uh, Gabe, uh, have curfews? Yeah, I mean, that spring break we just endured was ridiculous. I mean, look, I'm going to blame Atlanta and New York. That's where they're coming from. (laughs) What? I'm, I'm gonna just say it right now. It's for it's them. Nobody that lives here goes to South Beach or any of those places. Those are tourist attractions specifically for those types of people. And the worst part about the whole South Beach thing is that most of them look black. And I hate saying that, but if you see the videos on World Star or YouTube, Instagram, it pains me to see that. But Gabe, they don't know how I'm, to act. I am pretty sure that I saw you in one of those videos. <laughs> Chilling, standing on top of a car, making it rain, stimmy money, all over people on Ocean Drive. You're one. Bro, of them. The, You're 100 one of them. Bro, we had the he was joke at Walmart of last week, so I believe it. Exactly. No, it bro, we had the joke of wilding out, throwing up eleven dollars, swinging a flag around. It was crazy shit. I don't know what was going on, but yeah, man, we got we got another spring break coming up this week. So who knows what's gonna bring in this next you know coming week, but. Man, the curfew should be in a place again, so we'll see how that shakes out. Well, I hope you enjoy your vacation, sir. I won't be nowhere near that shit. (laughs) (laughs) He is fleeing to the keys. You already know. Studs and duds. All right, as promised, we will announce our winners and losers of this 2021 trade deadline in the NBA. Of course, the winners will be our studs. The duds will be the losers. Robbie, we'll let you go first here. We'll talk about our studs. Who won this trade deadline today? Woo-wee. Well, we alluded to it a few minutes ago. Uh, <clears throat> wow, my voice cracked there. <laughs> my, my stud, I mean, it's got to go to the Chicago Bulls. I mean, you sum it up in one word. Firepower, baby. They came out of nowhere. We talked about Vooch. And, I mean, nobody was expecting it. Nobody saw it coming. 
he was the quieter magic fan that was getting shopped around apparently um mm -hmm. you know just with the vooch deal they get significantly better i saw this tweet today that said that vooch has more rebounds than the bulls top two rebounders this season so far Thad Young, who had 251, and Wendell Carter Jr., who's not a bull anymore, with 250, combined. That's fucking crazy. I mean, instant upgrade. This team now has two all-stars. They also guarantee that Zach Levine re-signs with the team. Um, they dumped Otter Porter Jr.'s 28.5 mil contract. They also got Al Farouk Aminu, Daniel Tice, Troy Brown Jr., Jeff Green and some cash money to the tune of I think about 1.5 million dollars. I mean, we talking playoffs in Chicago, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Real. Yeah, hands down. I mean, they they've been up there at least play in tournament. Now they're trying to make a playoff push. So I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Hands down, yeah. It's a it, it's it's my stud. It is. Absolutely. It, not just because they got Nikola Vucevic. It's it's been the best. Yeah. Here's the thing. The Chicago Bulls, right, patient with Zach Levine. Um, he comes into the season, right? Obviously, he was injured. Then he proves himself to the point where they actually make a move to be more competitive. And they made a coaching change. Basketball operations, GM change, Billy Dean his first season, improving their, their, play, um, excuse me, their roster for a playoff push. That's the kind of thing you kind of want to see from an NBA franchise. Like when you have a guy that can make some magic happen for you, give him something that he can lean on and progress himself and the franchise. Again, they're doing this all in the first year. Uh, you know, the, the GM took over in 2020. Shout out to the Chicago Bulls, man. I mean, they're 19 and 24. They're teeter tottering in and out of the playing tournament, you know, segment of seven and 10 seed. But now th these guys can go on a run and get their shit together. And, and <laughs> guys, the Boston Celtics are in the AEC. They're not safe from being locked in in the playoffs. They're they're out of that, right? So we'll talk about them here, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they they to me have won this trade deadline hands down. Any of the teams ahead of them now, obviously, maybe the top three in the East don't have to make a move. Whatever. Uh, Miami made a move. The Knicks didn't make a move, but the Chicago Bulls got better. Better than at least two or three teams ahead of them. Arguably with the Pacers, the Hawks. I think they're better than the Hawks right now on paper. So that's that's my dud. I'm just going to echo you, Robbie. Hands down. How about you, Gabe? Well, you guys covered the Chicago angle, but I think the Zach Levine finally has a legit number two. I mean, or it could be 1A. I don't know who's going to be the dominant force there. But before him getting there, who was a legit number two? Marketing didn't seem ready for that position yet. Carter was in and out of the lineup. That Young's a veteran. Who else can you name on that roster that was pretty much helping Zach Levine? I mean, it's hard. You'll be hard pressed to find anyone. So yeah, they definitely won with you know Vucevic. We'll see what they can do with him now that he's there. Um, but I also like this doesn't top a Chicago trade, but I like Gordon actually going to Denver. <laughs> Surprise, right? Because all was magic all week. But um, I feel like Millsap is just a step slower this year. Um, and Gordon can really step into that number four, you know, the power four spot and really make dividends early. So you got him, Jokic, you got Murray, Michael Porter Jr. That's working his defense. And you, and the best part about it is that you get to unload Gary Harris because before the injury, he was a stud. He was on his way to start him. 
but the injuries have kind of killed his, I guess, his limits or his, his uh, I guess, his uh, ascendment or whatever. Um, and you get rid of R.J. Hampton, whatever, in a first round pick. That doesn't really hurt. So I believe Denver got slightly better. Um, so we'll see how what that, how far it takes them. But uh, definitely Chicago won the trade, and I would say Denver was a close second behind them. Yeah, I want to jump in here to talk about Denver because um, also another team that kind of came out of nowhere, per se, with these acquisitions. Um, very excited for the future Jokic to Gordon Alley-Oops. That's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to piggyback off of what Gabe said, I mean, Denver here went into the intention of turning potential into production. They got a nice little upgrade mm-hmm. defensively. Something that we we all know the Nuggets need, like ASAP, especially when they if they really want to contend with the likes of the LA teams and Utah. Um, yeah, let's see if Aaron Gordon stays healthy and can really you know contribute here because that's a compelling little move. And you know, honorable mentions gotta go also to the Heat. I mean, I think Gabe and I are a little lukewarm on the Depot deal just because. <laughs> We all know how Gabe feels about Victor Oladipo. I honestly was more pumped about the idea of bringing Kyle Lowry. But the more I started looking at the details of this trade, um, I was like, listen, if Victor Oladipo plays like his stint in Houston was an absolute fluke, you know, kind of like James Harden did before he got his wishes and was sent to Brooklyn, and Uh we are able to work out a favorable Mm -hmm. deal with him in the offseason, then I call it a win because we got a two-way yep. player who can take some of the load off of Jimmy and Bam, and we got him without having to give up much, really, if you think mm-hmm. about it. We Agreed. got to keep Duncan yep. Robinson. We got to keep Tyler Hero. Um, so, and, and it and looks like we're going to get LaMarcus Aldridge. So, you know, jury is still out on how excited I am about this because we got to see what Victor Oladipo does. But, I mean... We got him for a steal, so I think that's a win in my book. And, well, let me just say, know, oh, wait, wait, hmm. sorry. No, no, no. Please go ahead, because I know you were not very happy about Victor Oladipo coming <laughs> to Miami. Who decided? Not me. No, it's not. It, by the way, it was my gut. It was in my gut section. It's not that I don't like Victor Oladipo. I feel like okay, we got him for the mentions you for the reasons you mentioned. Great, but I feel like you have to get him and someone else. So, you know, if we can get like a Drummond or, dare I say, LaMarcus Aldridge, even though I've trashed him for days upon end, um, I feel like you need him and someone to make this deal, you know, seem better on paper. You're right. But um, just getting Depot and giving up, like, you know, I guess Bradley, who's never played for us, and Olenek, whatever, those don't really matter. But I feel like you need Oladipo and someone else to help us, you know, to, uh, you know, improve our standards in the Eastern Conference, not just him. Well, it's unconfirmed still, but it looks like we got LaMarcus Aldridge in the bag. So, okay. So, is you know, it, it's, if, it's, if, it's if LaMarcus Aldridge is in the bag, do you call it a win? It's a win, yes. It, you know, it's, okay. it sounds better when you get those two together, but not just one without the other. I mean, I, I got to give the Heat to second place. I mean, if I had to give like a ranking of it, I think I was almost close. Oh, over Denver? Yeah, I was going to, I was close okay. to giving Miami some of this love, but. I mean, I think the Bulls definitely made out better in a sense, but I mean, Miami, like you mentioned, didn't really give up much. Avery Bradley, who's injured or not, guys, like <laughs> he's not in the rotation, right? <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. Kelly Olenek was stepping in, you know, but now you're probably going to get, you know, a big with LaMarcus Aldridge. 
And this is like that, like you said, Robert, the two-way player that that can be. Here's the thing. He, I'm looking like at what he's done this season, and it's not too ridiculous. It's not too far off. I mean, he, he's just 21 points a game. I mean, his shooting hasn't been that great. But that's something that can come and be better with the attention on players like a Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler. And then Dragic has another guy to toss the ball to. And I think guys like Dragic and Kendrick Nunn can benefit from Victor Lodipo being in the backcourt with them. So I think that's it. I like it, guys. I don't know. Gabe, you, you're going to grow onto it. Tell, trust me. No, I am. I am. I am. Like, but, if you get Marcus Aldridge, I'm fine with it. It's, it's, you know, it's two guys instead of just that one guy. I think it's just I think it's just funny that I I just want to I just want to brag because I I told you guys in the group chat today <laughs> did. Pat's gonna be sneaky right and it, I, Robbie's like what did you say Robbie there was blue we went we got blue balls at three at three o'clock <laughs> Eastern time I two fifty nine fuck we got two fifty nine and then wow. at like three eleven boom boom <laughs> boom. <laughs> Can I Two hours in? before that, I told you guys though, Pat's gonna be sneaky. Sneaky Pat was what I told you guys. Yeah, he was saying that. I want to throw in another little honorable mention. Not a big move or anything, but we got we got to mention this. All right, Hawks and Clippers basically swapped Lou Williams <laughs> and Rajon Rondo. That's a head Clippers, huh? Clippers <laughs> are getting. Listen, Clippers are getting a pass first guard who will be a better fit in Tyloo's offensive system. And we all know that playoff Rondo is still a thing. So maybe the Clippers yeah. finally get the it's help they need in the playoffs. And then you get Lemon Pepper Lou coming home, coming home. He has to retire a Hawk, right? He has to get his jersey retired at Magic City now, right? Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Let me, let me interject here. Okay, so you said they're getting, getting, getting playoff Rondo, right? Will this motherfucker make it to the playoffs healthy? <laughs> I mean, That's what I'm gonna say, man. The boy's never, he's never healthy. So how do you get a broken pinky? Was that me. not was that not a question last season? He didn't do much until the playoffs. It's true though, yeah. I mean yeah, I maybe he's pulling a LeBron. Maybe he's pulling a LeBron. And you know, nah, it's he's a not good enough to do that. where he's where he's, you know, he's kinda like, I wanna I wanna load manage my way to the playoffs, and then he just like He's like a Pokemon. He evolves into playoff Rondo and becomes. Hey, bitch, you you. Look, <laughs> what? Look, <laughs> would you rather have Patrick Beverly or Rayshon Rondo game? Oh no, definitely game. Rondo oh, at this on. point. That yeah, is I'm, that I'm is a terrible yeah. question. Conversation over. Yeah, conversation over. That's all. Look, what I conversation <laughs> over. You win. You win. You win. You win. You win. You win. <laughs> Look, by the way, I just want to go back really quick back to the Houston Rockets because this is the funny part of it. And we talked about this, guys. <laughs> the Houston Rockets could have had Karis LeVert Wait, and Wait, no. Save Allen. that for the duds. Save that for the dud. You got to save that for the – move on to the duds then. All right, go to the duds. Go to the duds. Okay. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry because I, I got a different dud. All right. We're, we're clearing the air. There, there it is. Duds. Let's go, duds. Robbie. You go Houston first. Houston Rockets. Go, Chevy. Say what you got to say. You will, Okay. Go, Chevy. You on this one. I'm going to start off. Shout out to Hoop Central for tweeting this. The Rockets could have had Karis LeVert and Jared Allen. But what did they end up with? Victor Oladipo in a first-round pick that turned into Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and a draft swap. <laughs> what the? F- what? 
Not even wow. a pack of peanuts from Delta, bro. Not even oh, a pack of peanuts. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new Delta. dumpster fire of the NBA bro, front and center. How do you do that? How do you do that? And, and they're buying out John Wall. So they're not even going to get anything out of that. Maybe he's selling the team. Maybe he's like, I hey, fuck this shit. I'm just selling a team. But you might as well, bro. You might as well. You might as well. He's not as rich as the other owners as well. He's a patina. He's not as rich as the other owners. So, you know. Dude, this unreal. Unreal. That's not my dud, really, but it's unreal. Unreal, man. Yeah. Unreal. Robert, do you have it, to man. add to that? I mean, they got, they got fleeced. They got fucking fleeced. Fleeced today. Uh, that was awful. That's embarrassing. If I'm a Rockets fan, I'm maybe changing my allegiance to, like, the Mavericks or something. I don't know. That, <laughs> that's, that's rough. That's rough. I mean... That's that, that was my speechless. dud. That was my dud. Um, I also oh, threw I in. I, I threw in notes for like the Raptors because I'm thinking like, if Kyle Lowry leaves eh. in free agency, then the Raptors gotta be losers here too, right? Because I mean, how do you not try and get something back for him when you have the chance to? It seems like they were turning down every deal. They, you know, Miami was considered a front runner for a while, but it looks like they wanted Tyler Hero. So that kind of fell through. The Lakers were in the running at one point, and they wanted they wanted THT. Lakers were not willing to budge on that. And then with the Sixers, I think they want they wanted some crazy shit. They wanted like Matisse Tybel. They wanted who else did they want? They wanted Tyrese Maxey. They wanted some first. The, they, they, the The asking the asking price for Kyle Lowry was a little much, and I think that because they they set that up so so high that they may not you know Kyle Lowry may walk or maybe maybe they end up keeping Kyle Lowry who knows but I think them in there as like a potential loser you know Messiah Jury is very interesting of a GM and you know because I had done about top five trades maybe a couple days ago article and I said you know if they can flip Norman Powell for something keep Lowry and Maybe actually, it was Andre Drummond was the recommendation to grab him. Maybe I don't know. You just need something to, to work, right? I figured that you could keep Lowry if he's a, if he's a loyal guy to the franchise. And you guys remember they they I don't want to say they screwed this. You can't say they screwed this up with the Demar Derozan because you got an NBA championship out of it. Yeah, you can't say you screwed it up. It's just but the morale, the city. You know they they they're so emotionally attached to this team because this team won them an NBA championship. And now the team almost looks like it's like a 180. It almost looked like that, right? Mm-hmm. So with this, you know, I, I feel like when it comes to Masai Ujiri, he's going to want to do it right. You know, do justice to your to a guy that's probably been, I mean, after Vince Carter, it's it's Kyle Lowry, if you ask me, you know? So Kawhi somewhere in there <laughs> for one year, right? And it, But it's <laughs> Kyle Lowry, you know? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. it's... Do you do him justice? You say, all right, if I cannot get another all-star player, no one's going to give you something younger all-star player for Kyle Lowry at this rate. But if you could have done him justice, do it. If you can't do it, I'm going to stick to my guns and play out the season with them. But going into the offseason, I think you have a little bit more leverage. Say, hey, Kyle, look, we want to go chase a championship. Will, Will you take 10 mil? Will you take 15? Will you take 20, right? Like, pull a Tom Brady. Like, maybe that can happen. Who knows? Maybe, but I think he'll do it. You you talk about the Raptors getting a little more leverage in the offseason and you know, you talk about this Norman Powell trade. Um 
which they got Gary Trent Jr. and Ronnie Hood for. I, I think that by getting Gary Trent Jr., he's like a, a younger Norman Powell. And, you know, right. Norman Powell was going to be an unrestricted free agency this offseason. So he was going to exactly. get paid. And the Raptors would have had to essentially use all of their cap space to sign him, which would not have helped if they're, they are trying to keep Kyle Lowry at this point. With Gary Trent Jr., because he's a restricted free agent, they have the cap space to re-sign him and have room to add another premium guy. And that premium guy could be Kyle Lowry or some other big free agent. Absolutely. So not a total loss for the Raptors. I'm kind of like on a wait and see. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yep. Couldn't have said it better. That's absolutely. Uh, Gabe, do you have a dud to single out here? Of course I do. But Chevy, I'm going to let you announce it for me. Oh man! Go ahead. Does, go ahead. Is the initials D A? Did I get that close? You got that right. All are, right. Are we talking? About, here we go. We got this. Is it? I'm gonna hype you up, Gabe. Tell the people. <laughs> tell the people about Danny Age because we're he's Does a dumpster fire. We're gonna light him up with Fournier gangrene, Gabe. No, nothing. nothing. No, no, no. <laughs> because that's Gabe and I kind of we saw an eye on Twitter today. I think we we kind of agreed that replenishes a little bit of what you lost with Gordon Hayward. I'll let you talk about it first, Gabe. Go ahead. Yeah, so like I told you guys in the group chat, they pretty much got a, a poor man's Gordon Hayward. He's going to slip into that role. So how do you figure him into the offense? Is he a starter? Is he coming off the bench? He's going to take away minutes from other players. I feel like they should have went and got a big. They need front court help. You, you got rid of Thice. You have Thompson, who's really not – a guy you could depend on. You got Time Lord, who's getting better with age. I mean, age with time under his belt. And um, you got the other Williams guy who's a bit shorter. But getting funny, it's it's another sideways move. You got rid of Gordon Hayward, and you just pretty much replace him with a guy who's more injured. So I I don't I, it, it upsets me. It frustrates me with Dan Ainge. <laughs> He's still living off the Big Three's championship coattails. And ever since that time, we've held him in such high regard because of all the draft picks he's accumulated, and yet nothing happens. Like nothing materialized. Like, like who? How did he not see this? Like, why is he not fired? I don't. I don't get it. I don't understand the move. Fournier, you know, he's a decent player when healthy, but it's like you got Gordon Hayward all over. Like, and we're frustrated. Oh, we're not even fans of the Celtics. Like, I could care less if the Celtics get another championship. You got seventeen, whatever the the number is now, right? (laughs) Just like share the love, right? So I can care less, but yeah, it's what what is Danny Ainge doing, man? <laughs> like if you had if you had an opportunity to get James Harden, you know, Anthony <laughs> Davis like two years ago, like and it's so funny how Twitter's just making fun of him. You're you're like Danny Ainge is that guy, like, you know, we'll engage in trade talks, but no thanks, I'm good. Like <laughs> it wasn't reported that he got like sloppy seconds, so wasn't he going for Gordon first? But he couldn't close that deal, so he settled. Right, and it's yeah, and it's like okay, and then like there was a tweet where he was gonna okay, let's hold off on the Evan Fournier trade. We might include Terrence Ross with it. I'm like, why do you want more like guard type like forwards or like a guy who can play like the two? Like why? And the, uh, the other thing is the Boston the Boston Celtics are to me. I'm a I'm concerned for Boston the Boston Celtic fan nation because you're sitting at 21 and 23 this late in the season. Chicago just made a push to, mm-hmm. to get into the playoffs. New York cannot finish less than 500. The Hawks won eight games in a row before losing under their new head coach. 
Um, the Hornets, you know, they lost LaMelo, but fourth place with one game over 500 right now. The Heat got Victor Oladipo. Uh, the Pacers, TJ Warren is supposedly out for the rest of the season, so God bless him. The Raptors, they they acquired some some folks, but who you know I, I'm still shaky on them. And Levert's getting into so, a group too, so don't count the discount that this uh, Indiana Pacers. Levert's getting into a group lately, right? Yeah, and he comes back, and 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 then let's not even you can't even compare the Celtics right now to the top three out east, the Sixers, Bucks, and Nets. They're not touching those three teams or beating oh, no. them, in my opinion. Definitely, it, man. Uh, to me, these moves tell me that the Celtics don't see themselves making a deep playoff run. I think they're punting on this season. Because, I mean, I, just don't get I mean, all they did was pick up Evan Fournier. You know, Tice was probably going to be gone anyway this offseason because they weren't going to be able to pay him what other teams were likely to offer. Um, So, I mean, they got the trade player exception, with which apparently Danny Ainge seems to love. And they got some assets. Not good assets, but assets nonetheless. So, if you think about it, Celtics Nation wanted Danny Ainge to do something. And he did something. So give credit where credit's due. <laughs> you know, I, I actually, it's funny because when the Evan Fournier trade happened, I immediately reached out to our friend Tommy Freeze Pops, who we know he's a big Celtics fan. And he goes, early thoughts, love Fournier for that price. Glad we didn't get Gordon. Feels like someone I would have hated at some point. <laughs> Um, and then he was like, also, Tristan Thompson sucks ass and let Robert Williams live. And then after that, he went dark. So I don't know if he's like locked himself in a room with the lights off after the deadline or what, but that's where Celtics Nation stands. I mean, for 40 is just, like you said, Gabe, he's a poor man's, you know, Hayward, a lot more cheaper, mm-hmm. like half the contract. <laughs> It's, it's and and he's he's a free agent i believe after this season so you know they they have some decisions with him but i i, I don't know man it's i i just like the thing is like danny h has to know like there's probably something that you know there's an opportunity where you're gonna have a window that you're gonna have that's coming up but it's just not right now and i'm th- i'm sure like brooklyn acquiring you know james harden throws a monkey wrench at your plans if you had plans first of all so you know, do you sit this one out? Like you said, Robbie, do you punt and just let Brooklyn do their thing for a couple seasons and then maybe see where it goes from there? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, the thing is, like, the Celtics haven't been able to really acquire any free agents in that city besides Gordon Hayward, if you, if, if you guys correct me, right? Because it's not like mm-hmm. people are, like, knocking at their door, like, yo, what's up? Like, I'm going to come here and play, right? Yeah. Like, there's nobody saying that they're They've drafted Brown. They've drafted Tatum. Um, well, they signed Kemba Walker, but I mean, that was kind of like a sign and trade deal just to get things moving, right? Mm-hmm. Contracts moving. Yeah. So, you know, did, I don't know. It's not like anyone's knocking at their door. And, and then, you know, I, I think Boston sports in, in general kind of gets a bad name now with, with the, with the era that we're into, you know, nobody, you hearing all these stories and players and, and the racism thing too. So it's that like, too. do people mm-hmm. want to go play there? You know, just hearing those things. and. Obviously, the NFL is a different side of the story, but the NBA obviously has a different agenda. So, I don't know, Danny Ainge. Uh, you think you should get fired, Gabe? Like, what are you going to do with all these draft picks? Like, you, you have a good team, first of all. <laughs> then the draft picks that you do have, like, they're not going to be great draft picks, like, top, you know, unless they're protected picks. 
Why is he um, saving them? Like, what do you cash in already, bastard? Cash in. What are you doing? Like, he, I, I, it makes me sad. He's trying to compete with Sam Presti, but even then, he's losing because Sam Presti has like 34 draft picks now. <laughs> I <laughs> saw that. I was like, what? That was crazy. That's what I was Twitter today. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, yeah. He's el- he's the elder one, and then Presky's falling. Right. <sighs> Although OKC ha- has a good reason, you know, they don't have too much of a direction. But they uh, shout out to SGA, but and Luke Dort, um, but yeah. still, right? Yeah. At least Sam Presky, from what it looks like, drafts better. How do y'all feel about Philly and the lack of moves they made today? Well, I feel like they didn't have to make moves. Right now, the way yeah. that team's playing, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it. See how it goes, you know. Let it play out. Well, they they did get George Hill. Yeah, they did get George Hill. So you know they did, he yeah. he'll play into that awesome defense, which I think we'll touch on later. Um, ben Barry said he wanted Lonzo Ball. How do y'all feel about Lonzo Ball? Potentially, he could have been in Philly. Yeah, but, yeah, but then you have two Ben Simmons. I mean, <laughs> Lonzo. Ben Simmons, so <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little bit. He's, a he's well, very first, high. Disrespect. I got a paragraph. <laughs> he's shooting about Lonzo Ball. Don't be disrespecting Lonzo Ball's shooting, man. I told you guys about this. His shooting turned around, man. He turned You're around. right. He did enough so, for them to keep him in New Orleans. I don't. I don't know though. I don't know about. Uh, I don't know about that. Lonzo Ball going to I don't know if Phil yeah I don't know about him getting I don't, Philly, know fit. I don't think it's a good fit yeah well Ben Barry was very high on him he said he said he's underrated and un, under yeah he he I'm not gonna read the whole dissertation here but he was very high on Lonzo Ball and <laughs> all right um, but here's the thing is you you talk about you know nobody catching up to the Sixers and the Bucks and the Nets but even the Bucks made a move because they got PJ Tucker so you're thinking, you know, we knew Philly was true, in the yeah. running for Kyle Lowry, which would have been a very nice addition. But I think that George Hill is is a good is a good player, a good third option, and you know he'll help on both sides of the floor. Hey, I mean, it's just those little like you have teams like that. You know, I remember when the Magic were actually good in 20, 2009. You know, they made little in, you know little little trades here and there, little upgrades here and there. You know, especially for the playoffs, and then um, something that's very similar. With LeBron, there's always like some veteran player that they trade for. Surprisingly, Lakers didn't make a trade. Obviously, Kyle Lowry was in there in the mix, right, for making noise for them. But usually, you get like those those teams that are up there. I mean, the Jazz took on a contract for the Toronto Raptors, so it's just you know very minimal things that teams that high really do. But I mean, to really go up like a Lonzo, I'm glad that Lonzo Ball is still there. I don't think they should have traded him. I didn't even mention that in my article a few days ago. Like, no, man. The most of the Pelicans did was trade J.J. Redick uh, to the Dallas Mavericks. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And Nico Melli. And Nico yep. Melli, yeah. Yep. For James Johnson and Wesley Wandu, which, you know, to me, kind of sort of another shooter for Luka. I love it. I like J.J. Redick's one of my favorite players of all time, too. Um, but, yeah, you, you get, like, more of these lateral kind of lateral moves, you know, maybe a better shooter of a player and these lateral moves that happen. George Hill's been kind of just, like, had that career where he's kind of like that veteran at bounce between guys teams that need him and he's just one of those guys because you remember uh i believe wasn't the cavaliers that picked him up a few years ago and uh they were trying to use him as as the point guard for lebron in, in the 2018 playoffs he got traded there the but he was on the bucks too at one point then he got traded mm-hmm. so he's a journeyman he's a journeyman now george mm-hmm. hill 
Who can't stay healthy, but yeah, let's see what he can do. <laughs> right? Gabe and, calls um, them calls them hoes, whoring themselves out. <laughs> George Hill whoring themselves out. out. Pretty Trevor much Reed mercenary, mercenary hoes. <laughs> Don't lie, that's what you said. In Bro, the Trevor Reza. Wait a minute. Yeah, but Trevor Reza, right? Didn't he miss all the three pointers in his last game? So this dude is still missing three pointers since that game seven loss to the Golden uh, go State Warriors. He's still missing threes, like dude. Better get your shit together, bro. Can't come to Miami missing on three pointers, straight up. Give him some time, bro. He's I know. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. No, he's like I'm not like like I'm not rooting for you guys, but I I, I like I like the team, man. It's a cool team now, man. You know, I'll I'll root for you guys out east, though. I'll tell you that. You know, it's better to have a Florida team than having Philly and Milwaukee and definitely Brooklyn. But and definitely, Boston. I'm not trying to be a player here. <laughs> I'm not even gonna put them in the conversation. That's how bad of a dud that we're gonna name them today. Shoot or pass. All right, as always, it is the shoot or pass round. I will read a statement. If we agree, we will shoot. If we disagree, we will pass. The first shooter pass here Solomon Hill intentionally. Rolled into LeBron James's ankle, causing him to be out indefinitely with a high ankle sprain. And uh, my script says more, but Robbie, I don't feel like reading that. Shooter pass. <laughs> wow, Solomon. Wow, Solomon. Where was this energy last season in the finals when we needed this? I, I mean, mm. after the conspiracy theory that Gabe threw out. I don't know. I don't know that my answer will, will top anything. But, I, I mean, I'm going to say pass. Partly because now I'm buying into this theory that LeBron kind of exaggerated the injury a bit to get some load management. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's funny because, of, of course, there's going to be a group of Lakers fans out there who call this a dirty play. And then leave it to Montrez Harrell, of all people, to fan the flames by coming out and saying that he didn't feel like it was a basketball type of play. Um, okay, buddy, you, you were in trade, you know, they were trying to trade your ass today, so shut up. I, I think that, <laughs> I don't think it was, <laughs> it, and you know, the, the funniest part is, I'm trying to watch the replay, and, you know, it looks like he, he kind, it looked like he had tapped the ball out of LeBron's hands the first time around, but I couldn't see it because Spectrum Sportsnet, who was broadcasting the game, decided, hey, let's throw in a sponsor right where the fucking ball is for a second on this replay so that nobody Bro. can see whether or not this man tapped the ball out of LeBron's hands. I, it was unintentional. It was it, it wasn't malicious. This isn't like Pat, Be Patrick Beverly diving for knees. So, yeah, I got to go past. Thankfully, it wasn't anything more serious for LeBron James. It was just a high ankle sprain. Yeah, I'm also say pass. Uh, Solomon Hill, he just made a basketball play. That's what you would do if you're trying to get possession of the ball. I don't think it was dirty. He was going for the ball, as you can see the replay. Now, LeBron, Ramon, Peter Griffin, James, on the other hand, like, come on. This guy needs rest. You know, he doesn't want to take load management. All season, he's been saying, look, I'm going to play every game if I have to. And he probably, you know, he saw the landscape. He's like, look, Anthony Davis, like, bro, where you at? I can't keep carrying this sorry ass team. So, you know what? Let's just exaggerate this bitch to the max. And that's what he did. I love it. I he, love he did, it. He did three log rolls to the side table and just say, you know what? I'm done. Like, I need rest. If you want me to be 100% for the playoffs, I need this time off. 
So, but as far as Solomon Hill, it wasn't intentional. He's making a basketball play. So yeah, pass. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass. I'll pass. I, I've been already hyped and amped up earlier in the episode, so you know I'll mellow out in this one. I'll pass. It's I, I I've always said it, Gabe. But the thing is with this is that if LeBron openly came out and said, "Hey, let's say two weeks from now, I'm gonna go ahead and take two weeks off and rest," like what what he doesn't win. That's the the thing with this, though. Exactly. Conspiracy theory or not, he just doesn't win. It's like, oh, LeBron James needs to have load management. He needs to rest. The man's 36 years old doing a whole lot of things that a lot of 25-year-olds should be doing and can't do and won't be doing. So that's all I'm going to add to this bullet point. Okay, but would would Michael (laughs) Jordan have rolled around three or four times like that? No, that's the thing. We can't. but we can't, we can't compare those two guys. I know we like to compare them so much. <laughs> They're just two different players. Then they don't have the same skill set. We do that. I've All right, now, you're, now she's overanalyzing like, the way a guy <laughs> no, like that. That was exactly Jordan my point. Like you, and Gabriel Lloyd took the bait. Gabriel Lloyd took the bait. Yes, I did. We're done look, with this but it's like, I see it in message boards all the time. It's just like, stop it. He, they're not the same players. But yeah, I took the bait. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. It was oh, mission accomplished a, on my what end. What a show. What a fucking show. You got show. me. You funny girl, you. All right, here, here's a problem. The problem we'll talk about next is with the New Orleans Pelicans. The problem with the New Orleans Pelicans goes beyond poor defense and, and an Ill- inability to close out games. Gabe, how do you feel about this? Shoot or pass? Eh, man. You know, I don't actually care about this team. Um, are we having a Stan Van Gundy situation where the players are maybe tuning him out in this first season? Is he too hard on them? I actually saw an article where they said um, when the Pelicans are playing great basketball, they're passing the ball around. There's a lot of ball movement. But once it gets in crunch time, Brandon Ingram takes over and plays hero ball, and that really damages the team around. And also you have a, a team full of bad free throw shooters. So maybe it's those two things combined, hero ball and bad free throw shooting, that lets other teams back in the game. But uh, I really couldn't answer this honestly, but I feel like if we had to, those would be the two things I would point to. All right, Robbie, shoot or pass? I'm going to say shoot because, as Gabe alluded to, there's a lot of problems with the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, it definitely goes beyond poor defense and, and the inability to close games. And it's a shame because as much as we've collectively given Zion and Lonzo a lot of shit in the past, they've been playing well, all things considered. And when they traded Drew Holiday, I think we all kind of figured that the acquisitions of Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe would kind of take care of any drop-off in production. But Steven Adams isn't a good defensive center anymore. And Eric Bledsoe, he plays like he doesn't even want to be there. So could it be coaching? I guess you could argue that. But Sam Van Gundy, he inherited kind of a, a bunch of pieces that he had to kind of like mesh together. So, I mean, you got to throw in the front office in here too, you know, did they do the right thing? You know, did their moves today of getting James Johnson and Wes Uwundu move the needle? Uh, probably not. Uh, it's just, a, you know, it's just a bunch of players meshed together around Zion and BI right now. And I feel like there's a ripple effect from there. Yeah. I mean, I see with this one here, because last week I'm, I came on the show and I talked about, how the Pelicans, they're going to have like these shitty moments. Like they're, they're a young team. They're learning. Like, of, of course, we see a lot of progression with Zion, which is really good to see. 
it's not complete. Like, I don't think their project is complete. Like you just alluded to that, Robbie. So yeah, hands down. Um, they're just going to go through these learning curves and, and these motions. It's, it's going to happen. Um, the, the number one thing and the cool thing about this season is that you do have a play-in tournament to give yourself an opportunity to get into the playoffs. But unfortunately, like the Pelicans, they're, they're in and out of like a 10 seed, 11 seed. They're kind of at the bottom with Sacramento, Oklahoma City, you know? So that little like section there is going to be really interesting. And we, like, we've never really seen this before, this play-in tournament situation where four seeds are going to be playing against each other the bottom half four seats. So I don't think any of us, major media, us guys, we, we're, we're going to be able to just to kind of talk about it, but and the matchup of what teams get matched up, but we just don't know how the thing is going to look or play out or how it contributes. So maybe they get in and they have a chance and they just hit the, stri- uh, the stride at the right time. That's like the best hope for the best case scenario for the Pelicans is that you get all those nasty habits out the way try to close games. And that's the biggest thing you see with young teams. They're just inexperienced. They just don't know how to go in and close games. So I, that's what I got to say about the Pelicans. I, I'm still willing to be patient. I think it's a, it's a patience thing with them. You just have to wait and see. And then, you know, maybe get rid of Bledsoe. I'm not really the biggest fan of Bledsoe either. So Bledsoe's you know, I don't think he's eighth option is so bad. He gets given up. The eighth option. Yeah, it's <laughs> – that's that's the thing about the Pelicans. I think it's not. It's definitely not coaching. Um, You know, you, you got you – got, they got to get a little younger, in my opinion, too. You know, Stephen Adams a little older. Uh, Bledsoe has been in the league. You just got to get a little bit younger. I think they did that today, at least. You know, J.J. Reddick is a little bit on the older end of things, too. So, and then they got a little bit younger, maybe a little bit more longer. And defensively, yeah, you have Zion, who's a monster. So, um, you know, I think what we're start, we're going to start to see. And I think the Pelicans also need to do something very similar if the opportunity presents what Chicago is doing. Chicago just kind of took a leap and mm-hmm. the same thing needs to happen in New Orleans. So you got to, and you got it's Zion Williamson. Like nobody saw like Zach Levine having, I, w- I don't want to say nobody, but we, I didn't personally see Zach Levine having such a great all-star season, but beyond that, his game is just incredible. Like just watching him, he looks like he's truly unguardable at times. And for the most part this season and Zion's the same way, you know? So, you know, just, Take notes. Take notes, New Orleans. That's what I would say. Let me just jump in here on Blesso one more time. Remember at one point, LeBron was backing him as, oh, this guy is the next point guard. He's going to demand a lot of money. I think he's with the Clippers at the time. But okay, he why had... do you have to always repeat like what we know already? But let me just say. He said this. Every, every Magic player Johnson. LeBron talks about this. <laughs> but also, he hasn't been the same since he apologized for that poor performance he had in Milwaukee with the Bucks about his uh, playoffs. And he hasn't been the same guy. He's just been god awful. And like I say, he's a, you know, forget eight. Yeah. He's the tenth option now. I, I yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he just needs to be out of the way to get this rate. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Orlando Magic will take him on in, in a salary <laughs> dump trade or something at this rate. All right. Uh, it is clear after today. It is clear that Masai Ujiri needs to blow this Toronto Raptors roster up and go back to the drawing board. Robbie, shooter pass. I'm going to say shoot. Though, based on what we saw today, you know, the trade, uh, trading Norman Powell uh, for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood, and then ultimately not taking any offers at the end of the day for Kyle Lowry, it appears that Masai's plan is to try for the infamous retool while remaining competitive strategy but let's be real 
this this one move doesn't move the needle. And it's so crazy to think that just two seasons ago, these guys had won a title and were on a championship parade, getting obliterated with Drake. Nick Nurse just won Coach of the Year last season. This is all Kawhi's fault, right? Like, he's the catalyst to all the issues the Raptors have had since he left. We know that the, the odds were stacked against them this season. And I think that we've discussed plenty of times that Pascal Siakam as the first option wasn't going to cut it. I say fuck it. Do like the Orlando Magic and blow it up. Fade for Cade. Host a fire sale. I'll bring the s'mores. The s'mores. Gabe, are you bringing s'mores? Hell yeah. I mean, she took a lot of my bullet points. Let me just pick it back off on a few. It's funny because my notes put, at the very end, I put C4 this bitch to hell. But either way, um, so yeah, they, they haven't been themselves since being displaced to a god-awful city in Tampa. I mean, good God, I feel bad for them on that regard alone. Also, Nick Nurse and Siakam have been, you know, butting heads lately. Siakam has been so bad this year. Like, I don't, I don't know if he was just injured or maybe he had the COVID. I don't, I don't know what he's been going through, but man, oh man, like she touched on, he's been bad as a first option. And that and just... The different lineups and all the rumors and players finally getting shipped out. Yeah, you got to see for the bitch to hell. Like, start over. You know, don't hang on to this roster. It's a wrap. Mr. Mercenary Kawhi Leonard helped you guys get to where you had to go. He left. Abaka left. Powell's gone. I say you just start over. Um, oh, man. I, this, is, this was a little difficult for me because, you know, when I was looking at this Toronto Raptors team before the season, we talked about them being the least – I, I thought they could still kind of maintain top five, top four, maybe. And that's banking on Pascal Siakam. I mean, Kyle Lowry obviously still needed to play at a high level. Norman Powell was there at some point in the season, and then he's gone now. You get a couple guys that come in, very similar players, and Rodney Hood and Gary Trent Jr. Uh, to blow it up, though, to go back and blow it up, I will pass on that. It just... I think there's some couple of key moves. Salary cap opens up. You know, you, let, you obviously have to let Lowry play the rest of the season with you, let his contract expire. So that's definitely going to happen. Cash space will open up. Um, so I'm going to pass on them having to blow this up, especially in the Eastern Conference, where obviously Mr. Danny Ainge has no intention of, of trying to get half better or, or get one up on the top three out there. And then it's a little bit of patience game. I think people in the East, GMs, maybe just be waiting for this. Brooklyn phase to pass in the next two or three years. You know, KD's in his 30s. Kyrie just turned 29, still injury, injury prone. You know, James Harden is the only refreshing thing in Brooklyn. KD looks like he's not going to play season. He's going to be on that whole LeBron's thing too. You know, he's going to be taking his, his rest, the Kawhi thing. So I, I think in two or three years, if it doesn't work out, probably. But the whole thing with Siakam, by the way, guys, did you catch that he had some issues with uh, Nick Nurse? Yeah. He was in a shouting match. because So that, you know, concerns me too. So I don't know. Maybe it might be where you make it a dumpster fire and blow up the team after that. Make it a fire sale. Did he end up getting fined for that, Pascal Siakam? He did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he did. I bet Nick Nurse was like, why aren't you good anymore? Like, you suck. And he'd probably <laughs> say, you know what, man, forget you. Like, bro, I'm tired. And that's how it happened. I, I, I got I gotta feel that way. It's it's been ugly for Pascal. Like he's had some games where he's like 13 and 7, and he's shot like 21 points and I'm sorry, shots, and it's like 
I I don't know. And then he comes back and he drops like 28 points, grabs 13 rebounds, and it's like, all right, cool, cool. And then just really inconsistent season for him. And the Toronto Raptors just have struggled too because they've had so many different, I feel like, phases of like COVID outbreaks. Like, what's going on? Like, is it because they went to Tampa? <laughs> you know, so they haven't had the ability to have a consistent season. Coaching staff was out for a few days, you know, almost a week, and then they got to do protocol. And you can't get the same lineup, you know, consistently. I mean, hope, but they, they obviously, I think they feel like they can be stand pat where they're at right now with the team and, and maybe just a little minimal, minimal incre- you know, increments. And I don't know, man. It's a lateral move, though. Like Gabe says, Gary Trent Jr. is pretty, I like him. So that's nice. cool. Yeah, I like that move. I don't know. We'll see. But we can talk about another fire sale that could possibly happen in another few years if, Somebody doesn't get their act together. Oh. Speaking of, regardless of what the Boston Celtics did or didn't do by the trade deadline, they should have given up Jalen Brown for James Harden when they had a chance to do so. Gabe, shooter pass. I'm going to keep it short because I've talked about this agnosium. So I'm going to say shoot. Anytime you have a chance to acquire a superstar of Harden's caliber, you have to go for it. I'm sorry, Jalen Brown. See ya. Harden's better right now. So, you know, and especially with all the draft picks they have acquired over the years, like, like, what are you waiting for, man? It's blunder after blunder with this management team. Like, I've said this before, and I'll keep saying it. They're living off the Big Green Championship. Those guys, they get together every year like they're the 72 Dolphins. Oh, we won one championship. Like, really, guys? One title? Y'all still doing this shit? So, frankly, I'm just tired of them. I hate everything Boston sports-related, and I wish them continued misery. <laughs> oh shooter pass robbie yeah i um it's tough right but i agree with gabe on his points um you know you think about james harden and if he's on the table you gotta go for him even if that means mortgaging your future it seems to be working out pretty well for the Nets so far um that was and you know i know get Jalen Brown and, you know, along with Jason Tatum, they haven't even hit their prime yet. But even then, you, you got to go for it. You got to try it. You got to shoot your shot. If right. I'm a Celtics fan, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting the tea. I'm getting the boxes <laughs> of tea. And I'm riding to Danny Ainge's oh, house, man. ready to dump that shit on him. Not even his pool, on him. Tea party man. part two. Word, word. <laughs> oh man, yep, yep, yep. I, I gotta, I gotta shoot on that. You know, they should have. But again, I guess it, it depends on. Maybe Danny Ainge sees. I don't know. I don't even want to say that. I'm not gonna give him credit. Fuck it. You're not getting credit from me, Danny Ainge. Nope, nope, nope. Yes. nope. We're gonna move on here. Let, let's let's talk about maybe we should keep, we can give this guy credit. Uh, Chris Taps. Porzingis, this guy. his growth is stunting playing alongside Luka Doncic. Uh, and there's people out here that think KP needs to play in an offense that runs through him. Ugh. Robbie, shoot or pass? Uh, I'm going to say pass. Kristaps <laughs> Porzingis is stunting Kristaps Porzingis. If it's not by injuries... It's by not really developing his game as a big man beyond shooting jumpers and the occasional long-ass threes. Teams know what to do to stop him. 
all you got to do is switch it up on him on the pick and roll. Throw these smaller guys at him like Kawhi or Derrick Jones Jr., who he struggled against last week. Guys who are quick and pesky at him. Throw them at him, rinse and repeat. So when that's happening and those jumpers and threes aren't falling, well, his limitations really stand out. Um, defensively, oh my God, I read this somewhere and I wanted to die. So defensively, an executive for a team in the Western Conference called him a scarecrow who can't guard nobody. <laughs> wow. Oh I, I'm positive. Look, I'm willing to bet that that quote-unquote executive in the Western Conference was LeBron drunk on the vino talking shit. And, you know, I think when where wow. there's smoke, there's fire. The Mavs had to have been at least listening to potential offers from other teams for Porzingis. And the reason could be because they're starting to see that maybe he isn't the best second option for Luka. Mm. You've said everything well. And also... But um, the Mavs thought it was getting Dirk 2.0. Yeah, that, that wasn't the case. So this guy can't play alongside Luka, right? So I'm guessing he couldn't play alongside Melo, Sasa Vujicic, Jennifer Dead, Kyle O'Quinn. Who exactly? He can't play with anybody. Are you kidding me? Like, come on. You're, you're freaking seven foot, I think, what is he? Seven foot five, I think? Like, dude, you should be dominating the paint. Y'all mean with the same size or it's taller. He had a jumper. He could take your inside and abuse you. He he's the abuse shack. So use your body to your advantage. Either you're soft or you're just injury prone or it's both. Like, what is your deal, bro? Like, develop your game. Like Robbie said, like, what are you doing? So, yeah, definitely pass. Like, get, get out of here, guy. You're not dirt. Facts. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm agreeing. I think we're, we're all in the same uh, consensus here. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about another Heat Nation member here, Tyler Heroes. Shooting slump should be a cause of concern for the Miami Heat. Gabe, we'll let you go first, sir. Yeah, I'm going to say pass on this, too. This is the sophomore slump. Everybody goes to these. In the bubble, the team shot the ball at a higher clip than normal. That was around the league, league-wide. So, you know, as of right now, before the whole, I guess, four-game losing streak, uh, you know, we were doing pretty good. Then all of a sudden, the offense just stopped working. We're ranked 27th offensively, along with being dead last on field goals made. Now, you can't pin that on just Tyler Hero. It's, it's a team effort. Everybody is struggling. I don't know why, because it, it appeared that everyone was back. But, yeah, for Tyler himself, yeah, he is struggling. But, like I said, it's a sophomore slump. But I think it's more of a team issue. Like, no one's really operating at a high level at the moment. So, you know, maybe Depot helps him out, <laughs> possible Marcus Aldridge. Well, yeah, you can't just pin it on one guy. Robbie, how do you feel? The sophomore slump is real, like Gabe said, and I'm going to say pass. I mean, could it have been a concern if he was ever going to be trade bait? Maybe. I can imagine that perhaps a question that crossed Pat Riley's mind at some point throughout this trade deadline was, can the Heat afford to give their young shooters, specifically Tyler and Duncan Robinson, time to regain their confidence offensively and make some leaps defensively while simultaneously staying at the top of the East and proving that the run in the bubble wasn't a fluke? Or is the team better off using them as assets for players that can help the Heat contend with the likes of the Nets and the Sixers right now? Looks like they managed to do the first part with their moves today. They managed to not mortgage their future and pick up some assets 
that could help them contend in the East. So job well done, Pat Riley. Pat on the back for Pat. And look, I'm not going to lie. Sneaky Pat. When the Heat were were losing a lot, I I did resign myself to the idea of potentially giving up Tyler Hero. It's been a rough season too. for us Heat fans. <laughs> but, you know, y'all and and y'all talked about this emotional attachment. I think that the Heat organization has an emotional attachment to Tyler Hero and it makes perfect sense. I mean, when he's hot, he's mm-hmm. hot and and another thing to take into account is that he is on the second year of his rookie deal. So he's a bargain right now. Shooting slumps don't exactly. last forever. And I bet you that now that the dust has settled and he knows that he's staying for sure, he'll start playing better. Ah, I like that. Yeah, pass. I can't say anything more. Good job, Heat Nation. Uh, let's, let's round this out here. The Philadelphia 76ers have the best defensive unit in the NBA this season. Shooter pass, Robbie. Hell yeah, I'm dunking on this one, 100%. I mean, this morning they were ranked second in defensive rating behind the Lakers, and it's a very, very tiny difference. And with LeBron and AD being out, I'm sure they're they're bound to shoot up to first. The Sixers have a guy who up until a few days ago was a runner for MVP. They have a front runner for defensive player of the year. They have Matisse Tybel, who's like that pesky little gnat that's buzzing around your ear, and no matter how many times you fucking swat at him, he doesn't go away. <laughs> Toby, underrated defender. Danny Green, solid defender. George Hill, solid defender. I know we talked about this um, last episode, you know, P.J. Tucker getting traded to Milwaukee and the defensive potential of a Giannis, Drew Holiday, Middleton, and P.J. lineup. But I still think the Sixers have the edge. And what's most impressive about this is that they're getting it done without Joel Embiid right now. That is true. That's a good point. Um, Gabe? Yeah, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot also. So what makes a team – what defensive metrics makes a team good defensively? So I found three of the four, you know, qualities that make that uh, possible. So first is steals. They're ranked second. Blocks is also a category. They're first. Defensive rebounding is also there. They're seventh. And defensive win shares. I could not find that shit anywhere. But at least there are three, <laughs> you know, top ten, <laughs> three out of the four. So, yes, that definitely puts them in the conversation as the best defensive unit in the NBA this season. Gabe, job well okay. done on that research, man. Sounds yeah. like you really put your I heart and soul into that. I mean, I like he's, he's, I'm all he's in. On the Philly. Yeah, he's all, all in, in, man. He's all in the Philly train for sure. Um, I was going to come come into the conversation and pass on Philly because wow. I like Utah as the best defensive team in the NBA. Fair. Okay. Okay. Well, you heard last week. I'm big on Rudy Gobert. I like Rudy. Um, I think he should be defensive in the conversation for defensive player of the year, not just Ben Simmons mm-hmm. and nobody else. Yeah. Huge impact. Uh, the Jazz. There is a defensive rating out there overall, and the Jazz have bolstered down themselves in the top two. You know, it changes nightly, but they've been number one for a pretty good part of this season. And the Los Angeles Lakers were up there, but obviously <laughs> when LeBron goes out, they they were number one, I believe, last time we recorded the podcast. They are number seven now with that ranking. And it's just so funny how that can change so much back and forth. So that's just like an example. I mean, Philly's number two, guys. I, I think you can go 1A, 1B, honestly, in this situation. Both incredible good teams. Um, but maybe like right now where we're at this week 
what went into the Sixers being that, I mean, they're doing it without Joel Embiid, right? So mm-hmm. that that helps Ben Simmons. Maybe Joel got hurt because we got to show how good Ben Simmons defensively is. <laughs> conspiracy? <laughs> Let's start that conspiracy and we'll end the show right there. <laughs> Perfect. Because cool. clearly, although Gabe, I, I, you know, the whole LeBron thing has me cracking up too. It's true. Think about it, man. The boy needs some reps. No, I mean, you know, yeah. I, know, I, agree, yeah. With, I agree with it. You know, get yeah. some reps. He's, he's 35, almost 36 in December. Like, he has to slow down eventually. And now it's starting yeah. to show. I mean, you're up there in age. You know about slowing down. We're the same age. Eventually. <laughs> wait, he, wait he's, he's 36. He'll be 37 in December. So, yeah, we're the same age. Same year, 84. Mm-hmm. See, maybe we should listen to Gabe a little bit more often, you know, just say, yeah, yeah, totally. Respect your elders. <laughs> yeah. All right. Come on. Come clearly on. Clearly, I don't, clearly I don't do enough of that. All right. That's our show. That was, that was a good show, guys. We're like, we got, we got, some, we got some new players to go watch out there on our, our respective teams. So uh, that is it. Our trade deadline show here. Lady, Jen, shout outs. Yay. Nay. I got so excited about the trade deadline today that I didn't really uh, throw anything in my notes for a shout out. But, you know, I feel compelled to give a shout out to the Godfather, Theo, Abuelo, Pat Riley. Pat on the back for Pat. Sneaky Pat. Okay, I got a shout out. Of course, it's UFC related. It's going to go to my boy Tyron Whitley. Sir, Tyron, if you're listening to the podcast, and you should be. Please win. You need this win. You lost three straight. You look bad in all three of your losses. You have to win this fight or Dana's going to cut your ass. He barely likes you to begin with. Dude, please win. I might even put money on you, bro. But, you know, wow. it's going to be a tough fight. But my, my, my shout out is for Tyron Woodley. I love you, bro. Come on, get it done. Oh, you all definitely right. have to win now because if you if Gabe puts money on it, because if not, if not, he's, he's my gonna guy, have man. a fucking meltdown. Yeah. He's gonna go from skinny yeah. rich to broke again. <laughs> no more, no more Walmart. Money on Tyron Woodley. Let's go. No more making oh, it rain on man. on top of a car on Ocean Drive. I give him a few dollars, you know. I actually do have a shout out that's uh, a personal shout out to my homie Logan that listens to us. And I know he listens to the shout outs and he listens to the entire length of these episodes because he asked me personally today if we were dropping a podcast in my DMs and also was like, yeah, man, I need a shout out. I was like, bro, I was already writing it in the script because, you know, we got a fan base, man. So shout out to Logan, man. Appreciate him. Uh, shout out to Logan. Shout out to Logan. That's my second Great shout homie. out. Shout out to you, Logan. He's a fan, bro, and he, you know, you know, he sent me some uh, good words in my um, text messages last week, and uh, made me feel a little confident about doing this podcasting even more. So, it's good to hear good things and positive things from people. So, yeah, shout out to him, and um, you know, shout out to everybody who's listening. You know, you guys find us at www.baselinetimes.com. We have some amazing content. Don't forget March Madness contents popping out left and right. How's John your Blowout, bracket, Chevy? Cody. Terrible. It's done for. It's broken. Everybody's terrible. Um, you know, we you know we did we did an episode a couple nights ago, and I I played a game with uh, John. He was the only one there that came in. Uh, and I said, look, we did we're gonna we're gonna do a second chance bracket. Okay, let's reset the field. So we'll have a couple new uh, Final Four uh, predictions coming up. Um, I believe we'll drop those uh, tomorrow sometime into the weekend, right before the games. But yeah, shout out to those guys, man. I mean, 
we're rolling here at baseline times uh robbie gay where can the people find you guys at here and talk about the miami heat you can find me at Robin Hood with an H and a Y on Twitter and the Gram. Gay Big Cell across both platforms, spitting that high fire. Word. 